Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, potential spoilers, and references to source material. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mini Movie Review, our generally spoiler-free reviews of films that just came out, and a little bit of just what's going on with them. If you want to hear more spoiler-filled reviews of movies, games, mangas, comics, TV shows, or other cool things, check them out at www.sparkin.com. You can email me at zanatsparkin.com, that's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, and all those other lovely social sites, and if you want to leave us a nice little comment on iTunes, that'd be really awesome. So let's get on with this review because I'm really excited to talk about this and I don't want to go spoiler into me really hard, especially for this film. Now, you're probably wondering, what film am I talking about? I'm talking about the 16th installment of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, a film directed by John Waits, who surprisingly has not had a lot of films that he made before this. He did, he worked on Robot and Frank and he directed the movie Clown, which I'm surprised at because this is a total departure from that because that was a horror movie and this one wasn't. But you also have a screenplay by Jonathan Goldstein, and this film was produced by Sony Pictures. And they let Marvel take the helm, which is really good, because Kevin Feige had to take control, because otherwise this film would have been garbage. And this film is not garbage. This film was enjoyable, it was fun, it was very different, and I have to admit, it's a great movie. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a movie starring Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, John Favreau, Zendaya, Donald Glover, Tane Daly... Marissa Tomei, Robert Downey Jr., and, of course, Stanley. Talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, there's a lot of stuff behind this film that I'm not going to get into until we do an actual spoiler further review, because I don't want to spend 40 minutes talking about the deals that Sony and Marvel made. But, suffice to say, because Sony let Marvel play in the universe and vice versa, we got a film which actually fits in the cinematic universe, but feels outside of it. Some people were afraid that this film was going to be Iron Man 4 because of all the images of Iron Man in the trailers and in the posters. You don't have to worry. Robert Downey Jr. is in this film for maybe 5 to 10 minutes. This film is Tom Holland's and he sells it. He has proven to be the ultimate Spider-Man, the true Spider-Man, the superior Spider-Man to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. And each one of them brought their own little panache, their own little style to the character. You had a little bit more quippiness with Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire brought a super dork. Tom Holland has brought the perfect marriage of these two to make the perfect Spider-Man, where in the Peter Parker aspect, he is a geek. He is someone who does screw up, and more importantly, he can't let himself be happy. He has to do the right thing no matter what, and that is the quintessential aspect of Spider-Man, is that he will sacrifice everything to ensure that the right thing happens. Not just so the bad guy doesn't win. He does it not to hurt himself, but he does it because it's the right thing to do. Even if it hurts everyone around him. And causes problem for him later. And makes him, like I said, he never gets the girl. Because 
well, one Marvel screwed him over for the one role that he did get, but he keeps just choosing the right path, which is, I gotta save the city instead of making my date, or I have to abandon my date to fight the bad guy. Tom Holland did an amazing job as Spider-Man, and I can't wait to see where he goes from here. I want to see him in other works, and I'm just excited to see him in Infinity War and the next Spider-Man film. Now, the other very questionable actor a lot of people were afraid of was Michael Keaton as Vulture. Because people were saying, oh, he was just Ver Birdman. Oh, he was Batman. Birdman was more a satirical concept of the actor. It was not about Birdman. So let's not hash that. This is the Vulture, and they make it that he's a sympathetic character. He's a character whose motivations are clear. It's not the, I want to rule the world to rule the world, or I want to be bad to be bad. No, he has a legitimate motivation for what he does. True, it kind of blinds him a little bit, but he sticks with that motivation, and it makes him sympathetic. There's a twist in this film which makes you even more like, oh, damn, really? You had to go there? But he was a great villain, and they finally got the vulture right. Because a lot of people said, oh, there's no way we're going to get this man who has bird wings to work. It actually works, because the vulture, slight spoilers, he is someone who scavenges technology, and then he uses it to make money. And that's how he works, and it makes sense that his wings are basically Chitauri air gliders. So, that's a nice aspect that fits in with the original Avengers universe and ties it into the MCU, but makes it its own thing. And Michael Keaton sells it across the park. Part of me thinks he could have gone a little more crazy, but I think that the way he was was just right. It's just that evil and nice that works well. You had John Favreau in it, who was kind of the point man. He, for those who don't know, he played Happy Hogan. He was also the director of the first two Iron Man movies. And he's good as Happy, because Happy is this gruff and fun guy that just is kind of... Tony's assistant, who just is completely bewildered and just stressed out. And it fit this film so well. I really like what they did with him, and I like that he was the point man to Peter Parker, and he got stressed out because Peter was just like, he's like, hey, I'm tracking you, Pete, what are you doing? And he's like, he gets annoyed by him, because he's dealing with a teenager, and he's a guy who has to watch a teenager. You had Donald Glover as a surprise cameo. He was in the film, he's playing someone who, if you know the history of the, the comic universe, you know exactly who he was. He was a nice little touch, and he fits. And also, something that was true is this also showed that Spider-Man, Peter Parker, was someone who was self-sacrificing because a situation where, not even knowing someone, Spider-Man jumps in front of a bull for someone, even though he knows it's a bad idea. He says, hey, why are you pointing at him? Point at me, I'm the good guy. Marissa Tomei also did an amazing job as Aunt May. She's a more, well, she's a, a super young and sexy Aunt May. She's one that probably could be with Tony Stark as Uncle Tony, which would be really weird. Really weird, but she's a nice fit to it. She's a more widowy and more, just a more, she has more life. She's not this decrepit old woman who's 900 years old who's like, Oh, Peter, I made you eat pancakes today. She's more, I have a life, I'm your aunt, I'm there for you. They don't really talk about the Uncle Ben situation. This film is a non-origin story. This has happened after Civil War, and they don't go into his past too much. They just make middle mentions of it. This film, they actually talk about that he got bit by a radioactive spider. But that's it. They don't talk about Uncle Ben at all. They make allusions to him, but they don't show him. 
it's a nice touch. I think that we've beaten that horse to death, unfortunately. But I like that they... It's homaged, but it's not there. You had a couple of bad decisions, and that I'll get to right now. And that is, you had the inclusion of, well, Ned. For, uh, for those of you who don't know, they decide we're going to put this character that was an ultimate... Spider-Man, there's Miles Moss's best friend Gank, who's this super smart fat kid, and we're going to make him Peter's friend in this one, and we're going to change his name from Gank to Ned. And, let's be honest right now, I understand why they put him in there, he's got to be the guy in the chair, he's got to be someone he could talk to because you can't have loner Peter the entire time, you're not throwing in Harry Osborne so he needs a friend, someone who could find out his identity, but I don't think they should have done that with this character. I think that's a little bit of a disservice. Just a little bit. I mean, Jacob Badalon does a good job as this complete gamer, geek, the best friend, the best man, number two guy. But I think the movie would have been better without him if they focused more on just Peter, you know. But giving him an outlet actually for the modern age does make sense. So I'm kind of jumping back and forth. The other person you have is you have... Peter's love interest, Liz, Liz, played by Laura Harrier. She's alright. You had Zendaya as Michelle. Uh, let's just be honest. She's not Mary Jane. They just say MJ because she that's her initials. It's not Mary Jane Watson. They just did that for whatever. They didn't need her. They really didn't need her. She's just creepy obsessed girl. I would like one of the other females to be in there. They could have included so many others instead of just going to MJ. So that's a little bit of a gripe. Um, you had Tony Ravarori as Flash Thompson, and it's a very interesting reimagining, because most times you think of Flash Thompson as the football player, the geek star, the man who is like a big, dumb brute, a jock. And this film reimagines him, instead of him being a jock, as he's more a mental bully. He is the rich kid in this school of intellectuals. He gets by by cash. And he sees Peter as, oh, he's the poor, poor junk kid who, you know, I do better. I have a car. I have parents. I have a great life. You're worthless. It's a modern bully, and it works a little better. I think. He is a little annoying because he just keeps pushing things down so hard to be a dick. He seems like he's, he seems to have a motivation of, everyone likes Peter, so why don't they like me if they like him? Because I don't like him. Which, it doesn't work. Or it does. It's kind of weird. Anyway. You have a lot of other little nods and references. Of course, you have two different versions of the Shocker by Bulky and Woodbine and Logan Marshall Green. I like that they got the Shocker to work in a weird sort of way. His weapon is a repurposed... Uh, device from Civil War that works really well, and it's better than using only a sonic blast. It's actually something else. I like that. Now, the music of this movie was top-notch, and let's just be honest, it's done really well. There are three stingers, including one starring uh, Avenger, and that one pisses me off, because Marvel, you're just trolling us now. You're really just trolling us Still worth watching, though. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But this film sets up a lot of grains for the future while keeping some stuff still to itself. Overall, i got to say that Spider-Man Homecoming is something which is definitely worth watching. 
I'm not going to give it a rating, but if I did, I'd give it a really, really, really fucking cool. I highly recommend watching this film if you haven't seen it yet. And, well, hey, let's make sure this movie makes money because I want to see Tom Holland do other stuff and I want to see more of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, you have two more things coming out this year for them. You got Thor Ragnarok and then you have, In well, Inhumans is coming out first, but I, well, you've seen the pictures of Inhumans. Do you really think it's going to be good? I don't know. I'm... Harvey's like, I want to go to make sure Marvel doesn't su Marvel succeeds, but seeing the showrunner who ran Iron Fist running this, I'm really worried. But that's for another review. So with that in mind, I guess that's it for this micro mini review. Hope you guys enjoyed, and if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me at spark at gmail.com. Either way, I'm Gronsville. Catch you next time. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. See ya.